Hello and welcome to episode 167 of In The Move Podcast. I'm Callum Reid. And hi, this is Irene Meek. And we're back uh, on a special Oscar nomination day. <laughs> yeah! Um, which is... Happy Christmas to everybody. <laughs> oh yeah, Happy New Year as well. Uh... Yeah, and Happy Chinese New Year this weekend. Is it? Chinese, they always have to be different. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've just had really bad technical problems, um, but finally we've got there, so sh- hopefully this should go without a hitch. What do you think? Yeah, let's not jinx it. Let's get into it. Okay. Uh, did you manage to find the cat, by the way? Because last episode you still haven't found the cat. Yeah, last episode it was summer and the, ep- the, and the cat was like... with her belly stuck on the floor under my bed because it was cool there. Now the cat is where blankets are because it's cold. So she's easier to spot. Okay, that's good. <laughs> um, okay, alright, so uh, Oscar nomination one. Do you have any special routine every year for Oscar nominations? or? Um, no, I just try to clear up my afternoon. Okay. Uh, yeah, what about you? I just drink... An enormous amount of an, an enormous amount of caffeine. I've been distressed. Not on the wine already. Yeah, that comes after. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, just I got the day off especially. So. Yay. And this year they decided to announce them in a different way. How did you feel about that? I thought that was quite awkward. It was way too rehearsed. Although I am kind of pleased that. They didn't tell anybody the nominations. Like the yeah, they did, the celebrities themselves didn't actually announce the names, which I thought was going to happen. Yeah, I think that uh, the only person who actually announced was um, who was it at, uh, announcing Best Picture? Oh, Cheryl they... Boone Isaacs. Yeah, yeah, and um, oh, the Mexican actor who was. Oh, um, D- Damien. Damien uh, Bashir. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was actually reading off the nominations. It was his voice. Yeah. Okay. That's but I would have loved to hear like Guillermo del Toro, who is one of my favorite people on the planet, read off nominations. Yeah, and they tried to make it like topical with who was reading the nomination, but I think that really came off badly. Like yeah, Jennifer Hudson announcing score, and it was couldn't have got more random. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro doing production design. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, favourite nomination, go. My favourite nomination is probably Isabel Huppert. Yeah, okay, <laughs> but I mean, that was a long time coming. <laughs> but I mean, I think before the Globes, maybe that would have been a well, potential snub, but I actually was pretty confident this morning that she would make it into that five. Yeah, me too, me too. And uh, I can't believe... Amy Adams did not get in. That was a shock for me in that category. I thought uh, Hubert was going to be in, but Amy Adams from a Best Picture movie? Not yeah. getting in? Eight How? nominations for Arrival, but not so for her. I'm so happy for Arrival, but I don't just not get that. Yeah. I mean, I thought, um, I, was, I thought it was... Arrival's done a lot better than I thought it would, because yeah. it's essentially it's sci-fi, um, or it has yeah. sci-fi elements to it. So there's not really much history for a lot of nominations or like second in the nomination tally for that kind of film, but yeah. it's done really well. I mean, to be honest, Bradford I... Young. It was just reading Bradford Young is the first African American uh, to oh. get nominated for best cinematography. Wow. Yeah, before that, the only black person to ever get nominated for best cinematography was the guy who did Elizabeth in 1998. That's crazy. Yeah. It's about time for Bradford Young as well, to be honest. Yeah, he's so good. So good. Um, and a history, I think, historical 18 black people nominated this year. I think that's a record. Mm. And is it like the uh, Best Supporting Actress has three black actresses and two white? So is that like the most? Is that a It must be. It must be. The majority be, of the yeah. category being, it must yeah, be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... We start with Best Picture. Best Picture was um, the usual suspects. Can I tell you my favorite nomination? Please oh, sorry. Yes, sorry. Go on. Yeah, go on. Yay, we got an original screenplay. That <laughs> I was going to say that, but I thought I'd let you have your moment. 
<laughs> but I'm it's so it's happy such. For that and it has nothing to do like with him being Greek or whatever. It has to do with it being a fantastic movie and an amazing screenplay. It's great. Um, it's just a shame that um, it it takes people like the writers who are pretty um, niche to recognize it and it couldn't be recognized the best picture or best director even definitely like he could fit in that lineup this year is so weak uh, best actor but anyway um do start with best picture yeah yeah so best pictures i'm not going to read them all because basically it's what we expected um minus deadpool which didn't get the pga <laughs> nominee which did get the PGA nomination but didn't get in here. I think that's the only difference, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's exactly what I expected as well. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. And what do you think the fi- uh, the top five would be if it, this was a, a year before 2008? I think that's obviously Manchester United and La La Land. Yeah. Uh, that should be Rival. And maybe Fences. I don't know. You think Fences. I, thought... I don't know what's I thought Hidden Figures, but Hidden Figures didn't really show up in a lot of categories today. Yeah, I was predicting Taraji P. Henson to get in, Yeah, like, because of all that money that movie made. Uh, but he... um, best Director, I mean, surprise. If you, do you think it's a surprise? <laughs> Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a surprise. I didn't think they would go for it. Especially uh, after the DGA didn't. I the DGA yeah. would be more... Yeah. Sympathetic to him, really, but I'm extremely happy for Denis Villeneuve. I yes, think. finally, That's finally, and uh, yeah, let's hope for next year. Uh, Blade Runner is gonna be awesome. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I have doubts. I have doubts. Yeah, yeah, well, let's hope. I said, let's be hopeful. Okay. <laughs> Uh, best actor was what we thought. Um, was there any potential spoiler in that category? Do you think? I don't think so. I mean, Ruth Negga got in, so people so lo- loving. So maybe Edgar on instead of Viggo Mortensen, but I'm glad it's Mortensen. Yeah, me too. No, but I think it was pretty pretty clear cut. Yeah. Um, and best actress Ruth Negga. I was slightly surprised by that because it's a quiet performance what yeah. compared to other options that she could have been Annette Benning, Taraji, mm-hmm. Amy Adams and even Emily Blunt, I would have thought might get more votes than her. Just oh yeah. Based on the fact she got the Sagnom. And well, it's a very loud performance as well. It's a very loud performance, yeah. But Amy Adams, how can we talk about oh, it's just Amy Adams. I cannot talk about anything else with this category. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense. Why, why? I don't know. Um, yeah. Best Supporting Actor, the well, Hugh Grant is this admission. I can't say I'm very surprised by Hugh Grant not getting in because I didn't think... But one, the Academy don't have a good history of recognising him. Um, mm-hmm. And two, it just seemed a bit lightweight compared to a lot of sort of passion picks in this category? Well, um, I don't know if we're going to talk performances in this podcast. I don't think we will. Uh, but Hugh Grant in Florence Foster Jenkins is my easily my favourite movie performance of the year. I think he's fantastic. I would personally put him in the lead. Do you think that's an issue as to why he's not got in here? Well... The Globes putting him lead? I think he's the lead performance. Uh, he, I, I think sub, uh, Strip could be considered supporting that movie, actually. Um... But, yeah, I thought he would get in because I thought that uh, the uh, Nocturnal Animals guys would split the... The vote, yeah. The vote. But, yeah, I'm sad, but it's okay. I kind of expected it. And Michael Shannon, you did... I I will never not be happy for Michael Shannon. You did say, um, when you talked about Nocturnal Animals, you did say that he was by far the best thing about it. Yeah, and he is. Don't you agree? Um, I can't say I'm not wowed by it really um but i hate the film (laughs) yeah compared to the rest of (laughs) i did like the cinematography um from seamus but yeah uh (laughs) that film left a lot to be desired yeah yeah let's not talk about nocturnal animals anymore okay okay 
Um, supporting actress was exactly as expected. Um, exactly. No nomination for Janelle Monet, which could have happened, I guess. Um, but it's still to beat out someone from your from your own film and Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I think it was so predictable. Yeah. Uh, not in a bad way necessarily. All of those that I've seen are pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, pretty predictable. Um, also screenplay quite predictable. I'm sad. I would have liked to have seen Zootopia in original screenplay, but yeah, no. especially but over La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? That's okay because the lobster got in. So. The lobster got in. But I I thought La La Land would get in, but part, I mean, Titanic didn't get in. La La Land would never not get in. So, but the writers are less keen on musicals in the screenplay category and La La Land screenplay is questionable, I think, <laughs> on many levels. <laughs> Though I like the film, I think the screenplay is the weakest part of it. Um, animated feature. Now, Finding Dory, which we talked about earlier in the year, didn't get in. Which I think is a, a good decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's been such a good year for animation. So I think they did the, the right choice there. Have you seen My Life as a Zucchini? That's the only one I haven't seen, actually. Um, yeah, me too. But I've heard so many good things. From people that I trust. Hmm. Um, and My Life as a Zucchini didn't get into foreign language film, which it uh-huh. could have done. Uh, which, yeah, so foreign language, the nominees were A Man Called Over, which I didn't like from Sweden, Land of Mine from Denmark, Tanner from Australia, The Salesman from Iran, and my fave, Tony Edmund. Hey, spoilers for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Shall I cut that out? <laughs> um, but yeah, any surprises here, do you think? Or I think all the surprises happened at the um, uh, stage of nine, when they announced the nine. Yeah, you didn't expect your boy Xavier to get in here, no? No, I didn't. To be honest, I didn't. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think after we were shocked by Ellen, uh, Julieta and all that being shut out, I think today was pretty predictable. Yeah, I think Neruda was the big one. The fact that yeah, that didn't make the shortlist, I was shocked. Al has the best picture, best actress, come on. Mm. Um, best documentary, I've actually seen three of these. Fire at Sea, I Am Not Your Negro, Life Animated, OJ Made in America, and 13th. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm surprised The Witness didn't get in because I saw The Witness and thought it was incredibly emotional. Um, but I do recognise that a lot of the time in this category, they go for the issue films. Right, it, which is why I'm sad that Wiener didn't get in, which I think is a great movie. Yeah, you said just it hasn't got a lot of prestige though. It's a crass, you know. It's, yeah, it's about so entertaining. I think. Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. I think it's too entertaining for its own good. Maybe. Yeah, it's sort of a delightful train wreck, isn't it? Really. <laughs> <laughs> um. But Life Animated is, all of the ones I've seen are really good of these. Life Animated's a really interesting film, quite emotional. OJ's great. Um, how do yeah. you feel about this whole, is it a film or is it a miniseries argument? Well, I haven't seen it, so I don't know if I'm uh, qualified to answer. But from what I understand, it's structured like a film. So... I'm fine with it. I don't really care. I think uh, everything is blending, like the categories are blending in every possible way. Yeah, and you don't think it matters that because I watched it in three sittings, so it's uh-huh. eight hours in total. I watched it in three sittings, which I thought was pretty good. But I think right. it's I I think it would be like foolish to think that Academy members are watching this as all one film. Well, I heard that they were doing some special Academy screenings, like. New York and LA like all day with breaks and food and stuff like that but I guess most people will see it the way you did yeah. I, I don't mind it yeah um, and 13th got in which I'm very happy for Ava um, go Ava we love Ava yeah and it was a, it's a good film yeah it's not a great movie no. but uh, it's an important movie 
Yeah, and, and it's, it's quite. She's awesome. Yeah, it's quite visually good as well. Yeah, um, I like the graphic parts. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, La La Land leads with fourteen nominations. It couldn't have got any more nominations when you consider <laughs> there isn't really a big supporting turn in the film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got the maximum it could have gotten. Mm-hmm. How many Oscars do you think it will win? I think it'll go for ten, maybe eleven. I mean, thirteen is the maximum it can get. Yeah. Because it's gonna lose one song, and it's gonna lose Gosling, so that's twelve. And I, th- I don't know. Do you think it? C- I'm really hoping that how far I'll go can beat uh, City of Stars. I think it's impossible to resist the urge to give uh, Lin Manuel Miranda his ticket. I don't know. If it was anybody else other than Lin Manuel Miranda, it would we would not be talking about it. But because it's him, it's Hamilton's year, and it's his egot. Yeah. Ah, it's very difficult. Very interesting category. You, do you think that people know about enough? People know that he this would be a record. Yeah. 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 I think enough people do, and if they don't, I think um, they'll make sure in the period from today until the Oscars too. Um, Um, Any more surprises you want to talk about or uh, joys or things that you really hated about the nomination? Okay, yeah, a couple of things. Passengers has two nominations for some reason. Um, Is that... Have you seen it? Yes, so it's production design and original score. So Um, is is the production design good? It's just okay. It's not good, it's... It's not a good movie, and the production design is passable, but it's nothing extraordinary to nominate. Mm. Um, and then the original score, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> but they do like Thomas Newman. Yeah, but it's... And they were so... Um, uh, how do I... Uh, what's the word? They were, like, so brave this year with the original score nominees. Yay, Mika Levy. Yeah. That was, the Mika Levy's nomination is great because it's not a traditional yeah. score, but it's by far the best I've heard this year. Yeah, 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 and it's like, it's so new and good and for the movie it's in, it's amazing. And it's justice for Under the Skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, other things, I'm very happy for, uh, I really like the costume design category. I, I love the nominations both for I Light and uh, Fantastic Beasts, which were eh, okay movies, but I loved the costumes in both of those, so I'm happy for that. But who, um, I mean, surely The Handmaiden should have been nominated for costumes. Okay, The Handmaiden should have been nominated for, like, 20 awards, I don't know. <laughs> no, but uh, art, art direction and costumes, I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, cinematography and everything. Um, but... They, they were never going to do that. Mm. Um, and also, possibly the uh, nomination that makes me the happiest uh, is in the shorts category. Actually, oh. this year I feel very passionate about one of the shorts. In the live-action shorts, uh, there's a movie called Time Code, which I think I think it's Spanish, and it's like it's definitely one of my favorite films of the year. It's oh. That I don't one... know if it's available anywhere online. Yeah, I think it is, actually. It is? Yeah. Oh, you should watch it. It's so, so, so great. Okay. Um, and I literally, that was the one that made me gasp, made me the happiest, other than The Lobster. So, yeah. What about you? I think the production design nomination for Hail Caesar is really good, and that mm-hmm. was definitely wasn't a guaranteed. Um, I do like the original song for How Far I'll Go. I was really pleased. Uh-huh. Um, and I do like The Empty Chair as well. It's a good it's a good uh, song too. Um, yeah. Oh, and Kubo in visual effects, which... Has that happened before? Um, An animation in visual effects? I don't know if that's well, happened. Technically, it happened twice this year because The Jungle Book isn't there as well. I consider that an animated film. Hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but it's more, I don't know, it's a bit more mixed media than Kubo. Yeah, 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 you're 
you know what I mean. But yeah, yeah, yeah Kubo definitely totally deserving. Gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous movie. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so um that was the Oscar nominations this year. So pretty good this year. I mean it's not it's not quite the year of Ben Zeitlin, which I was thrilled <laughs> with, and Raver getting nominated and Wallace getting nominated. Um but it's not quite Christian but Bale and American Hustle levels ben of effectiveness. Ben, Denis Villeneuve and Mika Levy, so we'll be f- and Yoros Lanthimos, we'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, alright, so we're going to talk about our favourite films of the year. We're going to go through our top tens. Mm-hmm. Or do you have a ten? Um, yes and no. Is it okay if I don't have a ten? Well, I have a ten. Okay, well I'll start with my ten. Okay, thank you. Okay, my ten is Things to Come. Mm, from lovely movie. Mia Hansen Love. Um, just a really nice women's picture about... It's nice to have a film about an older woman and her trials and tribulations with love. And it's just a really great showcase for Isabel Huppert. The second great showcase this year for Isabel Huppert. I think a better performance. She's well, my much much prefer her performance there to L. Okay. I, I've heard a lot of people, well, a few people say that anyway. I mean, I think it's close, but I prefer L. But, okay. Um, but it, there's, yeah, there's a lot for her to do, and it's just a really well-shot film, and it's just intelligent, and it makes you think in ways that a lot of cinema doesn't these days. So, good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, so can I go on with my number nine? Go for it. Okay, so my name is Patterson, the Jim Jarmusch movie. Okay. Um, I think this movie is absolutely adorable. Uh, my favorite that Jim Jarmusch has ever done is the first third of Mystery Train. Have you seen Mystery Train? No, but I heard it's good. Yeah, the first third of this movie, I just adore it to bits. And Patterson is really, really close to that. Um, it's very simple, very cool, um, very poetic, obviously. Adam Driver is magnificent. And it's just like a warm hug of a movie. I know that's a cliche, but that's how I feel about it. Yeah. And I can't get enough of it. I didn't manage to see this, um, but yeah. It does look good. I, I am quite a fan of Jarmusch, actually, in general. So. Yeah. Okay, so my... Sorry? Your number nine? My number nine is Zootopia. Hey! Which is clinging on to my top ten, um, because I just think it's so damn clever. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, You're right. Yeah, and this was my number one back in... When when did we do it? Was it August? Uh-huh. It was, yeah, before Venice. I think it was late August. Yeah. Um, and it's still clean on to my top ten. It's just a... It's really insightful. It's got a mix of cinema genres, noir elements. It's also got politics in there. It's got racism, immigration. It discusses quite a lot of issues, and it's also really entertaining. Yep. And quite a cute mystery with loads of funny jokes. So it's it's just got a lot going on. It's a real package of a film. Um, and hopefully it will win the Oscar. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with everything there. I think it's a great movie. And yeah. uh, it's one of the most... I think if I had to do a time capsule of 2016 movies, I'd put that in. Like, it's so representative of where we're at in this world. Yeah, definitely. I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my number uh, eight is another political movie which was on my top five when we last talked in August, and that's A Child of a Leader. Mm-hmm. I cannot get this movie out of my head. It's not a big movie, it's not a very complicated movie, but I just cannot get it out of my head. Um, it's I very, it's... very, we talked about it before, yeah. but it's very visceral and very sort yeah, of impactful. Yeah, it's and powerful and... I think most more people should see this movie. Yeah. I, I think it's a very impressive debut, and I'm I could not be more excited about what he's doing next. He's doing like a musical, Greening Mara or something. Uh, Brady Corbett. Oh wow! Uh, uh, yeah, I'm very. I I really like what he did in Child of a Leader, um, and I can't wait to see more from him. Is that coming out? Is that coming out this year, or is that next year? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it's a musical with Rooney Mara where Sia wrote all the songs. Uh, oh God! Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Um, my number eight is American Honey. And if I was to say what would be the top three films I'd want to rewatch or favourites or whatever, I'd probably put this in there. Did you get to see that at the cinema? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it's just so, so great. It's so, I mean, it's nearly three hours. It doesn't feel like that long. Um, it's just really loose narrative. There are lots of interesting characters. Um, and it just really portrays sort of um, misspent youth in a really great way. And I actually don't think that the actress is that good. Um, the main actress or all of them? The main actress. Okay. But I just don't think it matters because it's very much Andrea Arnold's film. And it feels that way. Um, and their performances around the main performance, they're actually great too. So, I just, yeah, I just thought it was. Yeah. Uh, and the song score is just, the soundtrack's phenomenal. Mm. Have you seen I, this? No, I haven't had the chance because it never came out at the cinemas here in Greece. Mm. And I, do, I know that I do not have the patience to watch it, you know, at home by myself. Um, I hope I will get the chance to see it on a big screen sometime because I know I don't trust myself to try watching it at home if that makes any sense yeah yeah because it's so long and I've heard it's like slow and all that it's very watchable Mm. I'll try I'll try at some point yeah Um, okay so my number seven yeah another political movie uh, and one that I think is on your list too and that's Bucky um Jackie is, I think it has a lot of flaws. I have seen it three times now. I'm watching it again in two days. Um, I think it has a lot of flaws and I see the flaws every time I see it, but it keeps getting stronger every time I see it. Mm. Um, I cannot believe how this movie gets into Jackie's head, how it puts mine, how it puts you uh, in this situation and makes you the chaos and the panic and the responsibility and all that it does yeah. um, I just think it's fantastic it's yeah it's great it's on my list too so I'll, yeah. I'll reserve my yeah. thoughts for later but yeah agreed uh, my number 7 is Moonlight mm. um, saw this at the London Film Festival it's really it's you don't really see very often a a gay story told from within an African-American community, especially a poor one, really, but it's just, like, a really interesting um, take, like, it's interesting take on adolescence, and I think it's really convincing the way that it shows how somebody's become sexually repressed through environment and through um, society's you know, view of homosexuality and it's so well acted. Um, I've heard a lot of Wonka White um, comparisons. Do they stand? Yeah, yeah. I think um, the direction's really quite singular. It's, it's a lot of handheld in it, um, mm. which comes across, you know, it's really natural. I'd say it's more natural than Wonka White. Like, Wonka White can be prone to sort of not showing off but it's a bit more showy and it looks great but this is sort of a bit scrappier than that um but yeah the acting's just you know top level stuff and i hadn't i haven't even seen medicine for melancholy oh i've seen that one yeah it's lovely yeah so he did he did really well with that yeah cool six um, okay, so are you sitting down? Yes. Because yeah, okay. my number six is a movie that I know you hate. Absolutely hate. And I'm sorry for that. And I can absolutely understand why you hate it. But I'm sorry. I, I just have no my feelings towards this movie. And it's Swiss Army Man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten about that. Yeah. You, um, you told I, me there was going to be one I'd hate. And I was thinking, what... What would that be? Yeah, it's Swiss Army Man. And actually, I watched it again last night because 
I wanted to be sure because I know how much you hate it. I wanted to be sure that I love it as much as I do. And oh my god, this movie! Just, I, I want to hug it. I think it's very brave. I think yeah. it talks about all the things that we feel like we need to hide from the world, all the, the, the weirdness and the ugliness that you feel like you need to hide from everybody else to be accepted. And this movie just celebrates everything that is gross and disgusting and beautiful. And I think it's inventive, and it's smart, and it's fun, and at the end I'm crying buckets of tears, and I love the music, and I love Paul Dano in it, and I do not normally like Paul Dano. Um, I just really, really like this movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky Pete isn't here, because... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't have that. I definitely think it's original. I'll say that yeah, for no, it, I can totally see how you would hate this movie. It mm. makes absolute sense to me. But yeah, I'm on the other end. Okay. The other end. Okay. It's a <laughs> spectrum. Number six, number six uh, is Arrival. Mm. Um, which I loved. I actually... It moved me to tears. Um, probably the most of any film this year. And it's just... I think, like, it became something that I wasn't expecting and that yeah. surprised me. And it became... I don't know if you've seen Eye Origins. Did you see that? Uh, is that the one with Michael Pete? Yes. I've seen that, yeah. What a weird movie. Yeah. yeah, this reminded me of that, the way that it turns from really talking about science to completely a lot, like, a lot more of human science issues. Um uh-huh. And I love what it says about the fact that her character wouldn't change anything. Even though she knows what's going to happen to her, she wouldn't change yeah. the way that she behaves. And I think yeah. that that's true of everybody. I think huh. that's the natural way to behave. That's the brave way. <laughs> it's the brave way, but it's also, you know, it's not, It's. I don't think the, the film's saying anything about fate. I just think that... No, 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 yeah, it's because that... it's a decision, and that's more important, that's what makes it what it is. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's really, yeah, it's really profound and beautifully made as well. Yeah, great. Okay, so top five? Yeah. Five is the Japanese movie Your Name. Did you see that? No, yeah. I have it to watch, oh, but I didn't... Oh, cow, it's just... Oh. Have you ever seen any movies by Makoto Shinkai, the guy who did it? No. Uh, have you seen Five Centimeters Per Second? No. Okay, Five Centimeters Per Second is like this four-minute thing. It's not a full-length movie, but it's one of my favorite things ever, period. Um, I love this guy and his sensibilities. Um, his movies are very romantic, but not in the like lovey-dovey romantic way. It's more about the, um, the ideals and the friendships and... Um, your name is just, it's, it's, it's a very complicated movie. I'm not gonna say what it's about because I did not know and I love Discovery. Um, it's very complicated. Mm. Um, watch it immediately. It's gorgeous and I think you're gonna like it. Yeah. I, I did start watching it and didn't continue. I don't know why. Um, mm. But yeah, I will say it. I will say it. Uh, my number five is L. And this one, it's really strange because I went into it thinking it was going to be a mystery and thinking it was going to be fatal, well not fatal attraction, but it was going to be twist, twists and turns and that's the way that it was going to be, that's the way that it was going to be, um, what did you say? Yeah. Yes, I'm saying nope, not that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I thought it was going to be, that was the way it was going to be sleazy. And that you were going to be ridiculous, you know, you are going to be gasping at how ridiculous the plot was. Yeah. Um, but actually, it's completely not. And I was sat there, and when you find out the reveal of who it is that's been tormenting her, I guessed it an hour before. But the... And I was bothered by that at first, but then I sort of, sort of took myself out of it and thought, well... It's not really about that. It's not about the mystery. It's not about who it is. It's about 
the perspective on rape that's so right. very individual and quite masculine the reaction to it traditionally masculine from a woman and i just thought it was the the only way that they could have told they could have presented that kind of reaction to it because i think a lot of women if it was somebody who was feminized a bit more a lot of women would have thought well why would she do that because i wouldn't do that you know yeah but i like how she's very strong she's very tough she's a bomb she's like the way she's presented it's not they have not stripped her, stripped her of her femininity yeah entirely and I like that I yeah. do not like the movie but I like that yeah it's not a cartoonish depiction and she adds yeah. she adds a lot of layers to it as well um yeah so that was my number five cool my number uh four my best friend in the movie and that's for the other people, yeah, the Taika Waititi movie, uh, which it's just I want to watch this movie again and again and again and again, and it's satisfying. It's such fun. Yeah, it's just, and I I love the um the the, the pop culture references, and I love how it's I don't know the whole setup. I just think it's delightful, and um I cannot get enough of it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Taika Waititi is doing the next Thor movie. Oh, uh, wow. Thor you didn't know that? No. Yeah, and apparently he has, like, creative freedom. freedom. And, oh my god, I'm so excited. Wow, <laughs> that'll be great. It'll be interesting yeah. at the very least. At least, yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's your number four. My number four is Jackie. Um, um I just love the... I love that it's sort of the structure of it the most, actually. And it's very clever from a writing and a directing perspective. I think it's the best directing of the year. Yeah. Um, because it wraps you into her world, but it doesn't feel cartoonish. Um, it, it only takes, it takes place in the space of a week, everything that happens in the film. But the way that it, shows her grief the stages of her grief uh-huh. because it hasn't shown it in a linear way I think you get more of a portrait of who she was right. because it keeps circling between her anger and her sort of literally circling yeah yeah so it's her there's her anger there's her sort of distasteful thirst for details and oh. um, then just the complete devastation the sort of depression that comes with it and it's just really brilliant and I thought that she was outstanding yeah. I I'd already get how you can not like her and like the film because I think oh. that she is the film oh, in a I'll lot of ways I cannot I do not like her. I do not like what she's doing but the movie could not work in any other way and I like that she's not likable I like that yeah she's I find her repulsive. I don't know if repulsive is the right word, but... Uh, pathetic? Every, uh, what? Pathetic, maybe? No, 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 not pathetic. Because I don't think she's pathetic. Pathetic gives something, makes me think of something weak. I think she's very strong. And she's... Uh, she, she... I don't know. I do, I do not like her. But I like the budget, but I like that she's doing this for the movie, and the movie could not work any other way. I, um, it's just it's really interesting how it says that she's just basically a young woman that's trying to get into the mind of the world's impression of her. Yeah. Um, because it's sort of like everyone has this mystique about presidents and first ladies, and mm. and she doesn't really know that because she's just a woman so it's just like how am I supposed to behave how are we supposed to bury him etc etc and when she says there's an amazing bit where she says to a portrait of Lincoln's wife do you think she do you think Lincoln's widow knew that we'd build a memorial of her husband and I think that's just an amazing way of like like sort of showing what's inside her mind and how people are going to reflect on dead husband for years to come. I, I, I know we're talking 
about Jackie like disproportionately much, but I think it's a fascinating movie. The things I don't like about Jackie, I don't like Portman, I don't like the framing device, I don't like the interview thing, right. and not like shot at the where she's in the car and she sees the uh, the mannequins in her style being put in the uh, in the shopping windows. Okay, all right. That's that's what I don't like about the movie. Uh, That's not really. Love... You love yeah. you love what? Sorry. I I'm sorry. I love everything else about it. I don't like Peter Sarsgaard. No, I think he's fine. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't love him, but I think he's fine. He doesn't bother me. Okay. Um, yeah, Jack is a fascinating movie. Um, I wish so like to have it. Yeah, it's great. Okay, what's Actually, your number three? My number three movie you already talked about. It's Arrival. Yay. Is a masterpiece. Um, it's a yeah. It's it, it's just so strong and powerful, and you, it's not the movie you think it's going to be, and it's not you. It forces you to make decisions like as a viewer that no other movie makes you do. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, I just think it's gorgeous. I think it's beautifully, um, it's a beautiful concept, beautiful, beautifully executed. I think Amy Adams is fantastic. I don't know what happened today. Again, I just don't get it. And Denis Villeneuve is a great director. And um, yeah, I love how he handles almost every second of this movie. Yeah, he's definitely... <laughs> He's definitely getting better because I'm not massive on Ansandi or Prisoners, but he seems to be getting better and better. Yeah, I think, yeah, uh, Ansandi's and um, the Spider-Man enemy are the ones I like. And this one I love. Yeah, cool. Uh, my number three is The Edge of Seventeen. Oh, I want to see this so badly. Which is just, oh my God. Um... It's Hayley Steinfeld as a troubled teen, but it does it in such an incredible way that makes... If anybody who's ever had issues as a young person will relate to this film, and it does it in a really intelligent way, and it shows how somebody with issues can sort of um, self-destruct, sort of ruin friendships through their own behavior because they're so wrapped up in their own behavior sort of similar to margaret actually the way that margaret uh, talks about uh, young people with issues but the ensemble is just amazing it's hilarious too it's sort of it's you know it's the whole package love it love 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 you got to see this and Haley steinfeld's So are we on to my number two? Let's go. Okay, my number two um, is, uh, well, okay, my number two is Neruda, the other Pablo Larraín movie from this year. And I think if I could combine Neruda and Jackie, that would be my number one, like, hands down. Yeah. Um, I love Neruda. Have you, have you seen it? I haven't, no. It's not. Okay. It's not come out here. Neruda and Jackie, they have the exact same themes and subject matter. Both movies are about um, celebrity and how you're remembered and the image you build for yourself and yeah. the image you project to other people. Yeah. Uh, both movies are exactly the same and 100% different. Um, Neruda is like, uh, when you see what this movie does, it has um, a conceit that I would never dare to spoil, which is the most charming thing in the universe. I think this movie is tailor-made for me and for my um, my interests, if I can put it that way. <laughs> uh, I think it does everything that Jackie does. Uh, it tackles the same subjects equally um, successfully and does it in a dreamier, uh, more ethereal way. And I don't want to say anymore because I, I need you to see this and discover it on your own. But I, I love Neruda so much. Pablo Larraín is the best thing of the year. Like, his two movies combined are just genius. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely adore Neruda. I think it's like Irene in porn. This movie is for me. I love it. Good, good. 
Um, I'll catch up with it, definitely. Uh, number two, my number two is Neon Bull, which I talked about uh, on one of our podcasts, which is the film about the Argentinian cattle rancher who designs dresses in his spare time. And it sort of sort of skates this boundary of sort of sexu- sexuality is like a subtext of the whole film, but it doesn't really label anybody and um it sort of like depicts this light like sort of rural life and Argentina is really, you know, just lonely and the solitude, just, you know, people just viewing sort of life through magazines and things that they don't really understand so it's really really great film online check it out yeah I'll, I'll try to watch that cool okay so number ones um my number one is the same as it was back in august i don't think it's gonna ever change and yeah. that's the handmaiden <laughs> <laughs> i just i love this movie so much uh, uh when we talked the previous time i had seen it like by myself in a laptop screen since multiple times at the cinema. Um, I just think it's the best, the literal best. Uh, It's sexy, it's mysterious, it's twisted, it's funny, it's sad, it's uh, so satisfying. And there is, yeah, I just love this movie so much. I love the world that it builds and the puzzle that it plays and how it plays you. And I love covering and rediscovering, and oh, it's a great handmaiden. Yeah, I saw that. I liked it. Um, I was surprised by the blue is the warmest color ness <laughs> of it. Um, yeah. But I thought the uh, the young girl was great. Um, yeah, I, I actually prefer the um, the lady. The um, uh, well, the pair of them were really good together, anyway. Yeah, yeah, they were both fantastic. Um, I think the um, the sex scenes, to me, they feel like um, what's that word like when you win an award and then you just run around the stadium and like, woo, I won. Oh, like um, victory lap. Yeah, victory. Exactly. I think the sex in this movie, yeah, they're long, they're excessive, they're <laughs> ridiculous. But to me, they just feel like a victory lap. Uh, I guess the the last one probably especially does. the last one yeah <laughs> okay um, okay my number one is Tony Edmund which we talked about which you knew um, it's so it's just so original um, in the way that it in its comedy I just think it's really funny it's long and it's sort of the narrative's very unstructured and um, elongated but it just all works it's a really touching father-daughter relationship the end I think is amazing with the costume I think it's just a perfect it's just a beautiful image like one of the like the best images in cinema this year just the, the hug with the costume on yeah I'll give you that yeah I'll give you that I agree with that and I think yeah it's, I don't know I think what I'm hearing is a lot of people have you know Less enthusiasm for it if they haven't seen it with an audience. But yeah. but you did see it with the audience, right? I but I saw it at like a press screening, and you know maybe it was the wrong audience. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I just I don't get it. But it's just yeah, it's really um, it's off the wall, you know. You'll <laughs> remember you'll remember it. <laughs> that <it> is. <laughs> okay. Um, I absolutely agree about the uh, the hug. That image—that's uh, so powerful and moving, yeah. and it it, er- it earns that. Like, even though I was not with it, I was not a big fan of the movie. I thought that that just very very good and, and truly earned moment. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that was our top tens. Do you want to do honorable mentions or maybe films you said you didn't get around to seeing? Well, okay, I have not seen Moonlight, I have not seen 20th Century Women. Yeah. Uh, these movies both look like me, again. <laughs> um, I'll get to them at some point. Um, I want to mention honorable mentions. Yeah, I told you I did not have a number 10, but I have like a lot of movies that I like 
that none of them is much much above the others so it's Julieta I thought Julieta was a beautiful movie Mm -hmm. Um, Zootopia Wiener uh, La La Land yeah it's a very flawed movie it's not the masterpiece for like the billion Oscars that it's gonna get good movie I like it a lot Um, Kung Fu Panda 3 which (laughs) I really like you know (laughs) yeah Eight of Shadows the um, Korean movie from Kim Ji-woon yeah it's like old-fashioned amazingness. Uh, Morris from America, which is a small, like, it's American cute. indie movie. Yeah. It's adorable. Um, and The Student. Did you see The Student? No, I haven't, no. Oh, like, about... If I saw The Student the same day that I saw Silence. And yeah. when it comes to, like, faith and religion and what you impose upon yourself, I found The Student to be so much more successful than that. Okay. The things that it says and how it's a great one. Okay. Um, yeah, I I don't have many honourable mentions, um, but I'd put Aquarius in there. Um, I saw Aquarius um, yesterday because I thought it was going to be on your list. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty much 11. Yeah. Um, did you like it? Ah, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it did not fill its running time at all, which was I was afraid of. Yeah. And uh, the ending is such a pun. Yeah, the ending's harsh, isn't it? Ridiculously good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sing Street's on there. Um, I've got Manchester by the Sea. And I Wiener as well. And I do have Silence, which <laughs> has gotten a lot better in my mind. And I do think the last half an hour is amazing. Everything from Liam Neeson onwards, I think, is amazing. I'm sceptical, but okay. Okay. (laughs) Do you want to talk about acting? Uh, Winners in each each category, would you say? Um, Okay, I'll try to do that out of the top of my head. Well, no, okay. For me, best actor, I'd say, is uh, Hugh Grant in Florent Foster Jenkins. I think that's just beautiful performance i have never seen another human being look at someone else with so much love and compassion the way he looks at meryl strip in that movie yeah uh, it just breaks my heart and builds it back again i love it um uh, my best actress would either be amy adams in arrival or Isabelle in uh, things to come yeah good choices um, yeah, um, best supporting actress. Okay, so that's my fangirlism. Um, can you guess? <laughs> the fangirliest pick for best supporting actress, which I feel strongly about. Um, fangirl. Is, yeah. is it a film in your top ten? No. Uh, Couldn't be farther away. Oh, God. I don't know. What is it? Uh, okay, it's Eva Green in uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiarity. Oh, no. She's not very much in it. I wish she was for it in it for longer. Yeah. To support. Did you see? No, I didn't. It looked really just... um, terrible. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> She's my kryptonite, and she will be forever my number one when she does something. So yeah, that's it. And supporting actor, I think I'll go for Alden Ironhart in Hal Caesar because I've been a huge fan of his ever since Beautiful Creatures. Yes. And he not surprised me in this movie. Um, I mean, I knew that he was amazing. Uh, but, yeah, I think I'll go for him. Yeah, so I'd agree with that. I'd agree with Alden Ehrenreich. Um, I think by a mile, my best, my favourite and supporting actor. Uh, best actress, I'd go Sonia Braga in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. I think she's really sassy and sort of a woman sort of trying to learn to grow old gracefully. Um, Casey Affleck I think is amazing Um, and supporting actress I think Lily Gladstone was really really terrific in certain women have you seen that? yeah I saw it and shockingly I did not hate it because I I really do not like Kelly Reichardt I saw this movie and I almost like it 
I'm not gonna go full on and say what I like, but yeah, definitely but... Gladstone. She's her face and uh, her despair and her the way she looks at uh, Kristen Stewart. It's kind of comparable to the way Hugh Grant looks at Meryl Streep. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of wish the whole of certain women was the last story. So we'll yeah. talk. I don't know when we'll last talk. Uh, next talk because it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, we we, we can do something soonish. We'll see. We can yeah. do something like most anticipated or something. Yeah, we might do most anticipated, and then maybe maybe something on can when can comes out. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Um, I guess we'll end with some of the original song nominees if I can find them. Just do Sing Street. Okay. We'll, okay. we'll end with Sing Street. <laughs> okay. We'll end with the snub.
want to be in a video? It's from my band. No.